Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode 33. We're talking today about changing the culture in your school district. Nick, how are you today? Welcome back to the program. Hey, Jeff, I'm doing good. And, uh, you know, just back from the holidays and trying to get back into the swing of things and uh, promote myself to get back in the classroom a little bit. And, and happy 2019, our first episode of the brand new year. We've got a lot of new visitors, Nick. Uh, talk to us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what are you doing these days? Yes, yeah, so, you know, I'm Nick Amaral and I'm a uh, district staff development coordinator for a school district in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I do everything from, uh, you know, helping teachers integrate technology to lesson planning to collaborative uh, brainstorming and all that stuff. Um, to managing the PD and bringing in speakers. So it's a, you know, it's a fun job in order to kind of coordinate everything that way. And uh, often right now, just doing a lot with gamified PD and just trying to get professional development to, you know, uh, offer more choice and engage teachers in, in what they want to learn. It is certainly great to have you guys out there. Of course, if you guys are, are listening to us for the first time, my name is Jeff Bradbury, and I am a K-12 uh, instructional technology coach. Our job is to run six buildings, 2,700 students, 400 teachers. We have a great time doing it. This is Ask the Tech Coach, the podcast, to help you, the instructional coach, learn how to create amazing professional development and really learn how to run the position of being an instructional technology coach and you know Nick in 2019 there are certainly a lot of things happening in the world of instructional technology we've got some great conferences coming up I am looking forward to seeing everybody this year at FETC down in Florida yeah me too and I'm excited to be there and uh, it looks like it's uh, a pretty great lineup of people that are going to be speaking and I'm just excited to take part in it Jeff and uh, and experience it and, and you know I don't know collaborate with everyone else that we see there and we've got some great presentations that are going to be happening down there. I'm going to be doing a podcasting workshop. We've got some Google things happening. I'm going to be hanging at the Microsoft booth a lot, doing some great broadcasting. And Nick, you've got some things happening, don't you? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, taking part in some of the events and um, been talking to uh, Schoology a little bit. So we'll see kind of how, you know, that goes there and uh, maybe see me at the Schoology booth and whatnot, but I'm going to be floating around. I got some workshops. I definitely want to pop in and, and see some people and meet up with some fellow educators um, along the way. Now, of course, if this is the first time you're listening to us on the show, thank you and welcome to our podcast. You can, of course, find out more information on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach, and all of our archives are found over at AskTheTechCoach.com. We've got great podcasts, blog posts, freebies, lots of giveaways, and uh, there's a lot of great things that are happening over there on our, our mastermind. We have actually started a mastermind. We're going to be getting started in three days. Our first meeting is January 10th, so if you're interested, there is is still time to get in for our January mastermind. And Nick, the thing that I'm looking forward to is launching our first major online course, a 12-step program to help you create an ed tech integration plan, Nick. Yeah, so this is pretty neat. I mean, I'm excited to get this off the ground with you, Jeff, and and obviously just open up another opportunity for anyone. You know, it doesn't have to be a tech coach, but anyone that sort of wants to uh, see the ins and outs of how to really put together a formal uh, 
EdTech integration plan, not just the tech, right? We talked about that on one of our previous episodes and, and just how to formally do it and take some tips from us and how we've done it in our districts. Now, we had some good feedback from our show last week when we were talking about EdTech integration plans. You know, one of the questions that we often get is, do you have examples of this? And it's hard to hard to always give out examples because every school district does things a little bit differently, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, even just between you and I, Jeff, we take a slightly different approach uh, just because how our uh, school district is kind of built from the top and what format we sort of follow. Uh, a lot of my things are geared directly toward our district initiatives and everything kind of stems directly from that. Um, and then our other plans build off of those things as well and change kind of annually. Um, and whereas yours are slightly different, right? Uh, they're slightly different, you know, different school districts, K-12s, K-5, K-8, everything's a little bit different. And, and that's why we have our mastermind. Now, Nick, where can people go to learn about our mastermind and register today? Yeah, so you can absolutely go to teachercast.net slash mastermind um, and access anything in order for the uh, to join the Ask the Tech Coach mastermind or find out some more information about it. So check that out, teachercast.net slash mastermind. It's not too late. Our first meeting is on January 10th. Check it out today, teachercast.net slash mastermind. We are also working with you and your school district. We have two-month registration plans, six-month registration plans. And if you're really interested in getting your school district behind you on this, we would be happy to work with them on a 12-month mastermind registration. Keep your professional development alive. We've got some great things, of course, in addition to our tech integration plan. We're also doing some great stuff with learning management systems and in that registration you get lifetime access to our tech coach uh facebook community where we have a pretty rocking group right now from our first cohort we of course introduced our second cohort and nick it is great to see everybody in uh, i guess we can call it officially the family now uh collaborating and doing some great stuff every single day someone in there is asking a question and it's just great to see everybody attack that question to help out it is fantastic to have a support system as a tech coach yeah absolutely and that was one of my favorite parts about this whole thing was you know just having that access at your fingertips you know we, obviously we can do things through twitter and whatnot but that doesn't mean you're going to get that direct you know connection and this sort of creates that separated family where you've got that little niche that you can kind of fall back to at any moment that you want and and i love it and the collaboration is going on and people are introducing themselves and sharing ideas and and just stemming from everything kind of we've built so far so this is great you know nick one of the things that i loved about our first cohort is that we had some tech coaches from New Jersey and we were able to hang out with them and, and do a little, you know, I think we went out to Panera Bread one day and it was just nice to kind of get away from that classroom and, and really start to build, as, as we just kind of said, that that tech coach family. And, and really when you do that, you start to see people in a different light. You start to learn what they are, who they are. And Nick, that brings us up to this week's tech coach tip of the week. Yeah, so our Tech Coach Tip of the Week is uh, as your school district begins the process of creating an ed tech plan, so this stems from everything we've kind of been focusing on, it's important that you also redefine what you want the culture of your district to be. So for this reason, it's important to have time away from the office for staff members to meet and interact and collaborate with each other so that they can become a better team inside the office during the week. And it's interesting, you know, as we're talking about a school district and also as we're talking about that mastermind, it really is about being able to be of service 
to each other. And today we're going to talk really about that culture. And today we're going to be identifying five ways that you can shift culture in your school district. Nick, I got to begin to say it ain't easy. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, this is, I think, a, a discussion that a lot of districts have. So I'm excited to kind of dive into this. Uh, hopefully, you know, briefly, I think this is something that you can discuss uh, often, you know, on and off here. And, and this is funny, Jeff, because we're having this discussion right now. My district is actually talking about the idea that um, our mission and vision statement needs to be updated again. And what a great thing to look at that, because I think that is a piece in identifying, you know, your school goals and and, the, and shifting the culture of your school district. Well, let's let's talk about that, right? So the the first thing that we want to be looking at is, and I'm going to start now. This is not the tech coach's job, right? So this is not five ways that a tech coach can do things. In fact, I would say, Nick, a lot of this stuff is outside of the tech coach hands. But if we're looking at five ways to shift our culture, the first thing that we really need to be looking at is, as you said, identify those school goals. Now, what kind of goals would a school be making? What would these things look like, Nick? Yeah. So, you know, for us, we have our district initiatives, you know, and those that's one big piece that can help identify what avenue or path your school district wants to go. So uh, a quick example, you know, we shift hours and we look at it uh, annually. So every year we kind of sit back and we look at it at the end of the year, curriculum director, superintendent, myself, um, we look at them and we say, okay, which ones are we keeping? Which ones do we have to follow with? What might our staff need more PD on? So, you know, the engaged learner is one that we've kind of continued now for a few years, just because we feel that student engagement um, really lends itself to a lot of interaction and uh, learning inside the classroom. So that's been one for us that we've built our culture on, just making sure that students are engaged and interactive in the classroom. And another one that many school districts have is a strategic plan, usually a multi-year, really a declaration that says this is what we want our school district to be. And, you know, has one year, two year, three year goals and benchmarks. And, you know, I remember our school district going through this. It was many, many meetings of, of community members and teachers and, and administrators and everybody getting together to say, what do we want to achieve in the next five years? And really, that's one of those first moments where the school district can step out and say, this is what we want to do, right? So we have things like our strategic plan. From there, we have our tech plan. You know, mm -hmm. what devices do we want? All the hardware stuff. Then we have our, our famous ed tech integration plan that we spoke about last week, which is, again, the plan where we say, now that you've got the hardware, what do you do with it? Absolutely. Or should I say it's the plan that says, what do we want to do with it? So now let's get the hardware. Did we ever figure out where, where the where the chicken and the egg is, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things, though, right? I think we always come back to that as well. Just uh, what's our goal? Where do we want to go with it? I think that, to me, that's always been one of the things is understand what we're going to do first and how we're going to get there and then bring in the tools right after that. I think, too, you know, just figuring out which one you want to do. And I think a lot of districts, you know, have their own way to kind of figure it out. And I think the last piece to this uh, identifying goals is also that community involvement of bringing everyone in and, and what are, what's the culture of the town and, and other stakeholders that you have that might be involved in this process as well.
Absolutely. And, and and knowing what the plan is leads us to the second way that we're going to be talking about shifting the culture, which is really having that clear vision of what those goals are and then showing how we want to achieve them. Now, it's one thing to have a strategic plan, but once you have it, how are you going to get there? And I think that's why it's important that we all have a, a roadmap, right? Somebody needs to get up and say, here are the goals this is how we're going to get there. This is how we're going to start to move the district, the township, the students forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where that, you know, that mission statement, that vision statement kind of pops in again is, is back here, making sure that it's something I, I think it's got to be organic, right, to the school, all people, all hands have to be involved in it. As you said before, you know, teachers are involved and the admin is involved and board of ed is involved. Everyone has to have a, a little piece in this because if someone's left out, then they're not taking ownership of, of that that clear vision and mission that you want to follow through, which then puts sort of the roadmap, you know, now in danger of falling apart because now it's like, how do we make this meet all the needs that everyone has, uh, uh, has sought forward and also embrace all those needs. So we've created our plans. We've given each other a roadmap. So now that we have that, what's the next step that we need to do to make sure that we can shift that culture in our school district? Yeah, I think this is a big one. I, you know, I think a lot of school districts can come forward and they start to create the mission and vision statement, but the problem then falls apart in how they're going to communicate that back. So especially from the, if we're talking about top down, it's that understanding of having a clear plan that's also then well communicated to all the staff members and community members. And this often becomes a struggle because if you don't do this, you almost become like, what's the point of that mission and vision statement if we're not following through and communicating what the specific needs are uh, to everyone involved. And, and you almost have to live that mission statement every single day. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jeff, on on sort of, I, I feel that to me, this I'm a passionate about this part. I think the communication piece is, is where a lot can often fall apart for majority of school districts. I, I agree. And and this is usually where there is that disconnect, right? Somebody has a vision. Is it well communicated out and, 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 and communicated to all levels, right? Teachers don't necessarily go to board meetings, right? S superintendents don't necessarily go and visit classrooms all the time. So how do we know that every single thing that's happening in that classroom is a vision of the greater good, right? Is is the is there a motto of the school district? Is it written on the walls? Is it is it easily communicated? Okay, is it transparent so that way, if you go to any classroom, any office, and somebody asks you what is the mission of this company, they're gonna understand it. And, you know, I I go back to a, a visit that I had at uh, Microsoft. You know, they they brought us out to Redmond. And they took us through a tour of some of the buildings. And in every single building was the motto of Microsoft. And it's and I don't remember what it is right now, but it's it's pretty powerful. And then you go into their flagship store in New York and right there on the wall, it is the motto, you know, empowering every student for to achieve their greater good. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the, the point is every single person knows that when they put on that Microsoft shirt, that's their entire goal, whether they're talking to, to customers, to support people, to whoever, their job is to live up to that motto. Absolutely. And we see that everywhere. You know, I, I think uh, I sat in a great workshop once with um, with Apple. 
talking about how they created their mission and vision statement. And that was pretty exciting to kind of get to see how how these big name co corporations that we that we see everywhere we go, how they develop, you know, a mission and vision statement or athletes with their teams, right? I think so many teams build a culture or try to establish a culture through some new mission and vision. And, and we're trying to do the same thing. And we don't want it to fall apart at this level if it's, you know, incorrectly communicated or not communicated often enough that then people forget kind of the power of the mission and the vision, uh, which is ultimately the goal of the school district, which comes back to the students. So let's talk outside of this, right? We're getting a little bit broader as we go. We've created our plans. We've come up with our vision. We've come up with the way to get there. We now know that everybody needs to be on that same exact page. What is the next thing that we need to be thinking about when it comes to changing that culture? Yeah. And, and you know, it's understanding that, that the school is made up of professionals and everyone in that district, uh, you know, or your school teacher wise, especially, you know, they, they're feel like they're professionals in their, uh, in their role. So we have to understand that. So I think whatever we can do to highlight and recognize staff and student achievements, and we'll talk about student kind of right after this. And I think the staff, part first just a way to highlight and understand that the time and the effort that they're putting in i think that's just going to build an uh, you know an unbelievably powerful uh atmosphere and culture for your school district if you start to do that so when we're looking at things highlighting our staff is not difficult but it's also not easy. Like you need to have a culture of a staff that says, "I it's okay for you to highlight me. It's okay that I want to be stood out amongst the crowds, amongst my peers for doing something wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that takes time to build that as well. I mean, you know, just, you know, I've done a lot with gamifying professional development, um, incorporating badges and things. And, and that's been something that that culture has to build. Teachers have to become, okay with me tweeting out examples of things that they're doing that I find effective, um, sharing it on Padlet boards and different avenues or paths in which I can highlight that to all of our staff, communicating that out in newsletters and whatnot. And, and yeah, they have to become comfortable now with showing their face because I'm sort of building their own personal brands as well by highlighting all of these things. But I love it because to me, not only am I just highlighting it within our district and our schools, but now I'm communicating the effect and, and professionalism of our staff outside to our community as well. Well, what are some ways that we can do that? You had mentioned badging. Does badging, does badging work? I, I talk about this a lot on the shows, right? Does badging actually work for adults? Is, is it, can I give you a sticker as a, as a 45 year old who's been doing this for 30 years? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if a scratch and snick, uh, sniff sticker is going to work and that sort of thing. Uh, my media specialist has some great ones in her, in her does, library. Does, a, does, does an AP science teacher really <laughs> wants a tchotchke for their email signature? I mean, I'm asking cause I don't know these you things know, cause right. I, 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 I don't respond well to badges. I respond to other things like close parking spots i don't know what do you, what do you think <laughs> um i think you got to build it i think there has to be just an understanding of what the ultimate goal is with the badge itself uh, i think the badge can highlight or signify certain things if you use to print certificates why can't the badge be just another form of the certificate or why couldn't it be something that you want them to showcase i'll be honest with you it took a at least two years to kind of get the, the badging a little bit more comfortable. But as I've now developed more um, 
things that I've now badged. Um, for example, highlighting teachers now that have gotten Google certified or Apple certified. I'll tell you, I've got a lot of teachers that are taking that badge that I've incorporated um, into their signatures for their emails or printing them out and posting them in the room or something like that. And I think it just, I don't know, I, to me, it's that fire idea that once they start to see others achieving certain things, uh, it starts to spread a little bit more. And if there's any way that I can kind of highlight them in any other way, and badges are a simple way for me to kind of push that out, but it's also an easy way for me to keep track of, of professional development that they've gained. I find it, it, it can work. Um, I think there's a lot of tech coaches. I think we start talking about badging. I know a lot of tech coaches that will try to find whatever badge is available from Edpuzzle to Kahoot, right? Like if I can earn it, I'll get it. And then they post that on their blog. And I do that also. So I think, it, again, it just has to build in confidence and comfort. One of the things that I, I remember doing a show about uh, a few years ago was the pineapple program. Are, are you familiar with the pineapple sure, program? Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. And, and for those, and I've seen various ways of doing this, but essentially with the pineapple program, you know, if you are a teacher who's doing something wonderful in your class that day, uh, you can put a picture of a pineapple out by your wall or your door, which is basically an invitation for other staff. I'll say staff members because, you know, administrators to please come in and check out what we're doing. We're doing something amazing today. It's okay to have visitors. And if there's a pineapple outside, you know, it's, it's no different than going to your neighbor's house and bringing a dish for dinner, you're bringing a pineapple. You're bringing something that says, hey, I'm here to, to, to check out what you're doing. You know, I, I'm here to support you. And, and again, having these ways to, to again, it, it's that change in culture, right? Like making sure that the staff know. And it's hard to do that, especially if you're in a school district where you're still in contract negotiations and there's friction and you're, there's, there's lack of trust between teachers and administration and, and all of these different things that we hear about. It, it's, it really is difficult to change that culture, even within an association. I, I know some associations don't want to have certain teachers show off that they are, uh, what's the right word? Special isn't the right word, right? But, you know, doing some amazing things. Yeah, that's, I think that's, I'll be honest, I think that's the piece that can hold it back is, you know, is there competition that then starts to be created among the staff in the building? And, and that can kind of hold this this program back or the pineapple thing, Um you know, of just highlighting your classroom. You know, one other thing I'm thinking about, which can kind of fall into this and in recognizing staff that I've seen some school districts do before is finding those staffs who have done some of those good things or innovative things in their classroom or whatever it is. Um, and then you give them a certain role, like a and I've seen districts call them vanguards, um, where they're just, they kind of fill in and they help with tech integration or they lesson plan with some teachers or whatever it is on the side. And that's a neat kind of little idea because you're, you've kind of built in this title for this teacher a little bit and they get to kind of do that, you know, for a year. And I've seen some districts do some pretty cool things. They do it for a year. They rotate it out to a new group of teachers the next year, whoever it is staff wise. And just another way to recognize kind of the awesomeness of, of what the staff is doing in your building. Now, Let's finally get to the last thing, right? Because the last thing on our list here of how to change culture doesn't have anything to do with the classroom, doesn't have anything to do with the school building, doesn't have anything to do with the school district, but in a way it has something to do with all of those things, 
what is that last thing that we can really be thinking about when it comes to changing our school district culture? Yeah, this is a fun one. And Jeff, I'm going to be honest, as I were kind of talking about this, this came up in a conversation today with uh, one of my media specialists and I and creating opportunities for group activities outside of the traditional school day. And, and to me, I think these are just, especially when we'll talk about contract negotiations and things that go on. And we know, I know a lot of school districts right now that are, that are going through that and they're feeling sort of where, um, I don't know, I guess the, you know, the comfort in the relationship between admin and board and teachers that kind of gets strained a little bit, building these opportunities to kind of build that back up and um, just, you know, you know movie nights and different things like that. I've seen some fun ones. Jeff, I'll tell you one we did that was great. It actually took place during the day on a PD day that I've done in the past with staff. And the idea was staff got to attend, um, create their own PD day, but go outside to actually do it field trip style with their department. And some people did like an escape room and some people went to, you know, grounds for sculptures out in Hamilton or some kind of park or something like that. And it was just a neat way uh, for them to, work together to collaborate but it just builds a, a sense of you know you trust what i'm doing and and you're giving me some some opportunities to do some other things outside the school so nick we've certainly talked a lot about changing the school culture from many many perspectives right from the planning the documents that we have to setting the goals and pointing people in the right direction to communicating what these goals are and of course when all that happens we've got a plan to recognize school staff and also get them working outside their normal working relationship to kind of help them bump into different people. And I think all those things are great out there, but you know, that's not all, it's just not these five. I'm sure that you out there have other ways that you can think of, and we wanna hear from you. You can of course find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail, and of course you can always email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. We'd love to hear from you guys. Nick, what, are you looking at for our show next week? What are we going to be talking about um, next week on our show? Yeah, so next week, our next episode, we're going to be talking about how to create systems for your tech coaching. So I think we're going to go into a little bit about, you know, what are some of the platforms that may use or what sort of plan, how do you put it together when you start talking about tech coaching and, and uh, you know, or a coaching cycle when working with teachers. And this is one that I'm excited to, to, to talk to you about because you and I have gone through and we've, we've shared some of our systems. And in fact, many of our systems are actually given away. If you go over to teachercast.net, um, we've got a nice button that says free stuff. And we've also got some of our great systems in our mastermind program. Now, now again, what do we mean by systems? For instance, um, we have people over the last couple of years that have said, you know, how do I keep track of my um, podcast, of the blog post that we do here? Well, we've created a system where we take out a Google Sheet and we organize everything. That's what we mean here by a system. Or how do you do show notes for your podcast? There's a system for that. Things that you might be doing every single day that you're probably going, there's got to be an easier way for that. If you have a system that you want to talk about or that you'd want to share, we would love to have you. We're actually putting together our January mastermind. We don't have a, a date yet, Nick, I don't think for recording, but we're looking to have you be a guest on our January Tech Coach Roundtable. We're going to be doing it soon, uh, Nick, because we're going to be down in Florida that last week over at FETC. So if you're interested in being a guest on the Ask the Tech Coach podcast and uh, talking about anything, we, we're open for our January 
January roundtable and also our February roundtable. So lots of great opportunities to be a part of this and all of the shows on the TeacherCast Educational Network. Nick, where can people learn more about the great things that you're doing? And while you're doing that, talk to us a little bit about, about the blog post that we just published that, by the way, is getting a lot of great reviews on TeacherCast. Yeah, so you know you can abs- absolutely find me on Twitter at nAmiralEDU or uh, on my blog where I post you know occasionally some different things. But I'm writing with you, Jeff, now as well and getting some posts out there. So my blog is at nicholasamaral.com and and yeah, the blog post that I you know just put out there uh, stems from our mastermind group, Jeff, and, and the idea that uh, I love playing music. <laughs> during workshops just a way to kind of liven the mood and build the atmosphere a little bit but so the um the idea was how to take some type of digital playlist music wise so programs like amazon prime music or um, spotify and how you can embed that into a google site um, to add just another element to your workshop or your digital lesson plan we have gotten quite a bit of uh, Twitter, uh, Twittering, I guess it is, from that episode. Check it out over on TeacherCast.net. Of course, you can find everything over at Ask the Tech Coach. And we just opened up a brand new channel called PodcastingWithStudents.com. If you're looking to bring audio and video into your schools, check out PodcastingWithStudents.com. It takes you to all of our great links as far as purchasing, or you know, purchasing, using equipment, um, apps, curriculum, everything that you need to create podcasts. We're going to be building it there. And And of course, if you're down at FETC, we're going to be launching that live at our podcasting workshop in Florida this year. And on behalf of everybody on our TeacherCast educational network, we want to say thank you guys for enjoying this show and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast educational network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.